0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Hippie Christian Who Cares. I am Chrissy Baki, and I am, in fact, the hippie Christian who does care. Care about you and care about the world and care, that, care enough to let everybody know about Jesus. But I probably should maybe have a comma, um, the hippie Christian comma, who cares? Like, who cares what I have to say? And I'm sure all of you who are listening do, and thank you for that. But it's okay to disagree with me. It's okay to say that I'm wrong. It's okay to call out a mistake that I made. Um, You know, mostly just be nice about it, right? And it's okay for us to agree to disagree. I just hope that you Get a little piece of something out of each podcast that I record. This week, it is all about reflections. I kind of wanted to quote the song, Reflections by the Supremes, because I've sung that song before, clearly without a clue what it really had to do. Yeah, it's really like she got burnt by a lover, and it's reflections of the way life used to be. The love you gave to me. Yes really disheartening so I have reflections because I've been traveling so much Um, last week I had traveled to Red Wing Minnesota and this week I just got back from Wilmington North Carolina so I'm going to reflect on the middle of my six weeks of travel and share some reflections with you stick with me everybody I have a couple stories from this past trip, and the first one started on my plane ride from Chicago to Newark. I had a layover in Newark that would then go on to Wilmington, North Carolina, and my flight in Chicago was pretty early in the morning. It left at 7-ish, and right before we landed, I was in row Thirty-two, and I was on the aisle. And in row twenty-nine, on the other side of the aisle, was three people. And the person in the middle, and this is all from my perception and the few things that I could hear from my seat, um, apparently didn't know the person on her right or left. She had shared that she was afraid of flying. And somewhere about three quarters of the way to Newark, stuff started going wrong for this woman. And the other passengers called the flight attendants to come to see if she was okay. And she clearly was not okay. And Next thing you know, they are calling for any medical professionals on the airplane. Sorry I had to take a little drink because this is going to be a long story. Try to make it short. Never going to happen. So, as they are sort of trying to assess her situation, a male nurse came. And I don't know why I call him out as a male nurse, except that he was a big guy and tall. And so. He's sort of um, leaning over the the seats to talk to her and, um, you know, saying, you know, open your eyes. Can you open your eyes? And, you know, and I can't, I, I think, I think she had kind of like passed out or blacked out kind of, and he's trying to get her to open her eyes. And then he's like, you know, can you talk? Can you talk to me? and i don't know if this point our eyes are open or not but he's like have you been drinking um, do you take medication and then he sort of stands up and he looks at the flight attendant and he's like i smell alcohol and you know he's like please you know be honest with you you know have you have you been drinking and then then apparently she completely blacks out and i'm assuming kind of pukes a little bit cuz then they're like get water get water <laughs> so um there was a gentleman, very tall. Um, I felt like he was in the, um, like retired from the NBA. He had an enormous amount of gold chains on. I mean, there had to been a lot of bucks around his neck. It was kind of cool looking. He had a cool bracelet too. He's dressed like in a track suit. He's very stunning elderly man. And he happened to be coming back from the restroom and the, other attendant had gone back towards that way, and so he kind of hustles down to say, hey, get water, and the guy hands him the water, and he hands it back, and he sits back down, and he looks at his daughter, and they were in the same row as I was, except across the aisle, and he's like, "I think there's drugs involved? He goes, she doesn't look very good, and so that was just a perception and a judgment, but as I'm sitting there, all I can think to do is pray for her, because there's nothing you can do to help somebody, especially in when you don't even know what's going on. You can't see it's a tight space, you know, all the airplane rules and whatnot. So I just was like, you know, please God, let her be okay. Let her, you know, at least be able to get off the plane and what, just take care of her. You know, we don't know her name and um, maybe she needs some help and, you know, just, you know, give her some grace and really help her out. And so she seemed to come to and be somewhat okay. And all of this was happening as it was the final descent. And so when the plane lands, they had said, Hey, you know, we have, um, some medical team waiting to help our passengers so if everybody could just wait as we help this passenger get off the plane and so she was able to walk off the plane and I just thought like there's the presence of God in a circumstance that is beyond a lot of control and is this the circumstance that might get that person help? Is it what we think it is? Maybe it's not. Maybe it's something completely different. We will never know. But somehow I just thought, isn't that the right thing to do, to pray for somebody we don't know, to pray for circumstances, to give God glory for a nurse that would be on the flight, um, for flight attendants that were able to keep their cool, for pilots that were able to land safely and swiftly in the whole nine yards. So that was how I started off my North Carolina flight. I've learned to really be a big people watcher when I'm traveling. I like to look for what i deem the craziest outfit or the most interesting situation never do i want it to be a medical emergency but it if it works out in a way that the person is able to walk off the plane certainly makes things interesting but i would rather have it be you know other odd things that you can talk about and relate to So, and it's interesting because Paul sent me um, the playlist for Casting Crowns that included a song called Crazy People, and I love that song because I am for sure one of those crazy people, no doubt, during this particular um, trip especially on Sunday, I'm sure I straight up look like a crazy person. But on the first day of my conference, and I go to art education conferences, an opportunity to do yoga. And I was super tired from a very long day of travel on Thursday. Um, But I got up at um, 7, well, 630 to do 7am aerobics and then start um, exhibiting shortly after that. And so we were doing uh, yoga, and Jody was the yoga instructor, and she was fantastic. And she said, you know, this just can be really gentle yoga, of just morning, stretch, you know, feel good, just, you know, start your day, just get your body awake and active. And so at one point, we were just doing breathing and breathing exercises and it was the introduction and she had us breathe in joy and then exhale joy to others and really breathe in the joy that is being sent out to you as you exhale joy and sending it out to others and she she talked about you know exactly that, and then sending it out to Wilmington, North Carolina, and then to the state of North Carolina, and then to the Southeast, and then on to the whole United States. I really wanted her to say Wisconsin, um, but she did include us in the United States, and then, of course, on to other continents, into the whole world, and I just remember listening and smiling. In fact, I'm smiling right now because somehow talking about breathing in joy to me is inviting Christ into your life. C- joy and Jesus are synonymous. And so I found myself smiling because I thought, what a, what a great day to start with joy and with Jesus and what a great reminder of how good God is. And so it was overcast and a little bit chilly. And we were on this patio of a community college and it had sort of a half wall and then sort of like a, sort of a rooftop. So there was this open space where you can see the world and we get done. And it started to just gently sprinkle but the sun was coming up at the same time. And somebody's like, oh, look. And you could see just this little piece of rainbow. And as everybody walked to sort of the um, wall ledge and looked out, Wah! there was just the entire full on rainbow. On top of that, it was like a double rainbow, like rainbow on top of rainbow. Everyone's getting out their phones. I did a TikTok on it. Um, it was for, from my business, but I did the video on my church Facebook page. And I just like, <clears throat> when you breathe in God and you exhale God out to others in the world, isn't this his response? Isn't this his promise to us in the clouds and in the sky that God is present and that he loves us and he is good? Come on. That is an awesome travel story. When I'm traveling, I told you I do a lot of people watching, but I am always blessed when I have the opportunity to interact with others. And there's that kindness factor that that measure of goodness and kindness that comes back to me from somebody else. And the Uber drivers this visit were exactly that. My first driver from in North Carolina when I arrived was fun and I can't remember his name. Faisal, I think was his name. He had a very interesting name, but he had this plastic guard, be kind of like taxi drivers do. And there was all kinds of stickers on it. And I'm like, dude, I've got a sticker for my business. It says I love Mr. Brush. Um, And it has the Mr. Brush sort of mascot on it. And he's like, put it on there. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. So that was fun. And he was just super nice, super kind. And he dropped me off at the community college because I had two giant suitcases. One is my whole entire booth. The other one is a bag of clothes And then the rest of the accessories that I need to use to put my booth together and all that kind of stuff. Plus a pop-up display in my backpack. And so, oh my gosh, I was just a giant pack mule. And he dropped me off and said, Hey, let me get your, the suitcases across the street for you. I mean, he didn't have to do that. And it was just super duper nice. And I was just so grateful. The second Uber driver I had on the trip, took me to, um, Walmart and somehow we got on, oh, we got on, uh, politics because he asked me where I was from. I said, Janesville, I mentioned that Janesville was popular briefly while Paul Ryan was the, um, running for VP with um the other guy, I can't think of his name right at the moment, and I said it, and he's oh, it's right on the tip of my tongue, and it's driving me crazy, too. He ran with Mitch Romney. That's who it is. Is it Mitch? Is that the guy's name? Romney though, is for sure it anyways, so it was Romney and Ryan. For president and VP, anyways, I said, you know, not sure if you're Republican, Republican or Democrat doesn't matter. I said, just, you know, giving you a reference. And then he got on the whole, I'm not Republican or Democrat. You know, I just this is all craziness. And it was interesting, but I clearly hit a button with him. But what was really interesting is he wasn't rude about it. He wasn't rude about how about parties. He was, wasn't rude about any particular topic or wasn't rude about people or anything like that. He was just saying that he thought the system was broken and, you know, it will take a lot to fix it. Um, but he was very kind and that was a fine ride too. On the way back from Walmart, I got um, Leonel. Leonel. Um, because I wanted to call him Lionel, and he's like, I get that a lot, and I said, I'm sorry, just didn't look close enough, I see that is, that it's Leo now. and he's like, yeah, call me Leo for short, and chit-chatted with him, and of course, they always ask where you're from, and I'm wondering if I have a bigger Midwest accent than I think, because they always ask where you're from, and I said, I'm from Wisconsin, and he's like, mm, do you live by Milwaukee? And I'm like, well, I don't live that far from Milwaukee and didn't even put two and two together. And he's all of a sudden says, oh, I just finished a series on Netflix on Dahmer. And I'm like, oh goodness. I said, yep. I said, of all the things Wisconsin can be known for, Jeffrey Dahmer is one of them that I'm proud of. And so just interesting in chit-chatting with him and Again, super nice and very kind, and it just makes me think how important it is to be kind. How our words matter and how we use our words matter. I've been in more than one circumstance where I've tried to be what I think is kind and helpful and it has been taken as not not helpful and offensive. And I wonder where I went wrong in that conversation. Sometimes I wonder if you can go when you get to heaven, if you can say, hey, can you run that tape for me when I had this conversation about this, that or the other thing? And then you see it, you're like, oh, I guess that did sound rude, you know, but in your brain, you weren't rude at all. I appreciate kindness, especially when I'm traveling, because you feel like a foreigner in another land sometimes, even though it's the United States. And it's just nice to have somebody be kind. I was walking to yoga the second day, somehow got discombobled in this neighborhood, but it's like 6.30 in the morning. And so it's dark. And I see another woman walking. And I just have a pretty good eye for an art teacher. And I said, Hey, are you at the art conference? And she's like, Yeah, I'm going to yoga. I said, I am too. I'm a little discombobled She said, Here, follow me. Super nice. And didn't lure me into an alley and cut my head off. So yay. Um, because art teachers are way nicer than that. But kindness matters. My trip started off getting up at before the crack of dawn. It was like quarter to three and I took a bus at 3 30 a.m uh, and my day ended at well I got back to my hotel room finally after checking in and going back and setting up and doing all this stuff and I stayed on my feet because I was afraid if I didn't I would you know just be wiped out and so I finally got back to my hotel room at about 7 Six ish or seven ish or something like that. And I was able to do a Zoom Bible study, which was kind of cool because it just, you know, ended the evening on a good note. But then when I went to go to bed, I couldn't go to sleep right away. And so Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I just didn't have the best sleep. And that's not usual for me. I'm usually like hit the pillow (laughs) out, but not in this case. And so Saturday, night, I needed to get up early again, needed to get up probably by like, leave at 4am. And so I found myself still being awake at like midnight. And So I was just really tired. And that gets a little unnerving too, because when you're tired, you're not as sharp. And I'm not really the sharpest tech anyways. So, you know, I need, I need all my wits about me as much as i can and when you're leaving super early in the morning rarely is there a starbucks available i'm not a coffee drinker but i am like a tea and other means of caffeine kind of drinker and so none of those places are open that early so you know you just get on the plane half asleep and that just made me think too Of the presence of God, that God is going to take care of us when we are worn out or tired or sick or injured or incapable in any way, shape, or form. And I was grateful. I was so grateful because I felt like He helped. He helped me remember, you know, that I needed to, if I set the display. Um, pop-up display down that I wouldn't forget that it was under my seat or um, that I put my purse in my backpack and that I would remember that it was there and not feel like I lost it or panic or anything like that. Like it sounds like things that are just normal, like normal behavior and you've got your own back. But I just don't think we do i think that there's a god who has us covered and who knows when we're worn out and tired and um depleted of energy because you've given all of the energy you have outward and while it was super motivating when you're done it's also like wah, wah, like Now it's over and you need to refill and who do you go to be refilled other than God? You know what I'm saying? Let's listen to a quick commercial on how I do this podcast. You've heard it before, but it's just part of the game. So stretch break is what I like to call it now. Totally stole that from Disney Junior. Don't sue me, Disney. I don't think Disney owns the words stretch break. It's like a seventh inning stretch, right? I'm just saying. Anyways, hopefully you had a nice little break there. And thank you for listening to the commercial. So on Sunday, I get up super early again. I take a flight from North Carolina to Newark. And then I'm in the Newark airport for a pretty long time. Luckily, they've renovated it. Otherwise, it used to be brutal And there's one terminal that is not that great and another terminal that's like real new. And so yay for being in the new section and nothing to report there other than I could not get online and connect to my church. And I was blaming myself and... The internet and all other kinds of stuff and it turned out our church had technical difficulties but so I just re-watched uh Facebook live from the Saturday night service and life was good and uneventful in terms of the flight home but then there was the bus ride so it was kind of like planes trains and automobiles except there was no train but there was definitely a bus. So, not an automobile, but a bus. And it's the Van Gelder bus that goes from O'Hare to um, Rockford to Beloit and then to Janesville and on to Madison. And so, apparently, it's packed on Sundays. And I was able to get over to the bus pickup area and With plenty of time and so that was cool and then all of a sudden somebody is is, oh the a bus driver comes and he's like Janesville Janesville and I'm like yeah I'm Janesville and thinking gosh does Van Gelder have a new bus because usually I know what it looks like and I said are you the Janesville bus and he's like no no he's like there's lady down here looking for it and I wondered if anybody knew when it was coming. I'm like, yep, it comes at two. So she comes running down and she's like, you know, I think I missed this bus and I just wasn't sure when it came again. And so, you know, it was nice to be the one that wasn't that person. And that's exactly what I said to her. I said, nope, I've totally been in your shoes and wondered like, did I miss it? Is it coming? What's next? There's no schedules really posted. So I said, I definitely checked and it comes at two. And then there's another one at three. So get on the bus and it's pretty busy. And I sat next to somebody else and a woman came on. Oh, all of a sudden you hear this woman screaming, stop, wait, wait, you know, and we weren't really even in motion yet. And so she gets on and she's clearly discombobled and she sits next to somebody who had sat in the front seat and you know you already had to run and scream at the bus driver to wait and then you're fumbling around and you know it's uncomfortable because you know you're trying to figure out your bag and your purse and your stuff and so she sits down and she opens a sprite and it just bubbles all over it sprays and it bubbles all over everywhere and I don't think it hit anybody. I don't think it hit the bus driver. It might have a little, little bit of spray, but you know, now there's this, this puddle and he's taking off and she's like, do you have any paper towel? And he's like, well, it's up there. And, but he's driving and it's like a little bit curvy and whatever. And so she doesn't do anything about it right away. And you know, your brain just says, oh, poor thing, you're a giant mess. Honestly, I didn't because my brain just was like, that could easily be me. I mean, like, wow, I, you just like, if you think you're finally all right, and then you open your pop and it sprays all over. Well, interestingly enough, somebody I think she at one point she looked over to the people across from her and she said, I'm so sorry. I hope I didn't spray you. And they're like, no, it didn't get over to us. And she's like, well, I'm sorry. She goes, it's just the kind of day I'm having. She said, um, I was visiting my sister who had had a stroke. She said, and I got a call. that My husband was in the hospital. She said, I changed my flight, got to the airport and realized that in my worry and stress that I put in the wrong date. She must have transposed, um, numbers or something, but accidentally booked it for December instead of November. And, um, They're like, no, this flight was for December. And if you want to fly today, this is how much it cost. And it was a $600 difference. So she had to pay because she has a sick husband and she needs to get home. And then there was a problem with her connecting flight that got late which then made her miss her bus. And she had to run for this bus. And so she sits down and pop goes flying all over. And in the meantime, she's still not home yet to see how her husband's doing. And I thought, my goodness, that sums this trip all up in terms of how we look at other people, how we show them kindness, how we use our words to be kind and good and hopefully communicate our meaning appropriately. And that God is present. And even though all those things sort of seem like a perfect storm, she still was on her way home. And, and God managed to figure out every little bump along the way to help her get home. And and we just gotta think about those things in life and in travel. I don't have any Bible verses for you this week because this truly was just a reflection of how I saw God in a few days of travel in Basically, the week I had ahead of me from the week before and what I saw and how I felt like I could see God's presence and how I needed God in a wide variety of ways. And being able to identify with the people that I see, the ones who are messy and disheveled and mismatched and weird and strange and odd and crazy and unique and different. And somehow those are the people I identify with. I know there's without a shadow of a doubt that somebody looked at me and thought, wow, she looks exhausted or she looks great for 70 when I'm only 57. Who knows? Like, I just know that when we look at people, it's easy to make judgments, but try to look through the lens of Jesus Christ. Try to look through the lens of God, our Father, who looks down at us every day, knowing that He intended us to be here and that He is so in love with us and help us to know that people matter and that our kindness matters and our words matter and our prayers matter. So just a reflection of a week of travel from the hippie Christian to you. Love God, love people, and keep coming back. I love having all of you and say a little prayer for my big sister, Susie. She got vid, and she's better and she's doing fine, but I love her and wouldn't want to miss a shout out. See you next week, everybody.